going? We're going. Oh. Welcome back to another mini-sode of Where Did This Come From? So this week, Laura has no idea what topic I'm going to talk about. Yeah, this is the first time we've done that, actually. And it it was, I I literally changed my topic last second, but, and then I realized the way I wanted to come into the episode was by listing the ingredients of what we're going to talk about today to see if Laura can guess what this is before I say what it is. It's going to be like embarrassing if I can't do it. No, no, (laughs) I don't, I'm not really setting you up for failure, don't worry. All right, so I'm going to list some ingredients here and you're going to, you're going to tell me, or at least guess what you think. And feel free to jump in at any time in the list. Okay. Because the last one will, I think, give it away. All right. Sugar. Cocoa. Milk. Brownies? Nope. Milk powder. Whey protein. Vanillin. Palm oil. Oh, Nutella? Hazelnuts. <laughs> Nutella. Oh, yes. Today we're going to talk about the mini version of the history of Nutella, which mm. is so delicious. I think everyone uh, can agree. I know. It's so good. Whether you spread it on bread or it even gets that far, once it's on a knife yeah, or bread a spoon, is, is <laughs> immaterial. <laughs> yeah. Not necessary for the enjoyment of Nutella. Not necessary. So the history of Nutella. Um, so Pietro Ferrero, who was mm. a pastry chef in Turin, yes, Ferrero. Like Ferrero, The very same Ferrero. Oh. Uh, he used to watch workers uh, go to the factories, bringing bread, tomatoes, and cheese for a meal later in the day. And he was thinking to himself that if he could just give those workers something sweet and inexpensive to eat with that bread, he would hit the jackpot. Mm, yeah, like a little tiny tasty treat. Some kind like, of tasty treat. Like the first kid-sized candy bar? Kind or fun-sized candy bar? <laughs> kind of, kind of. Now, in Piedmont, Italy, which we touched on in a, a Wine Facts Wednesday about Nebbiolo at one point, so that northwestern part of Italy, at the time there was already a kind of chocolate that was made with cocoa and hazelnuts, uh, chopped hazelnuts, called gianduja, which I might be saying that wrong, but from what I can best guess, gianduja. Uh, and hazelnuts are abundant in Piedmont, but the peasants at that time had no idea what to do with them. Oh. It wasn't really like a known commodity. It was just something that grew there, and it wasn't like a major factor in there in their day-to-day. Okay. So hazelnut chocolate cream or crema janduja, was invented in the city in 1806, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, and what's okay. the reason why? Back it goes far. back. It goes back uh, not as far as some of our topics, uh, but definitely far enough back for this mini-sode. Uh, so when Napoleon's wars in South America made cocoa beans astronomically expensive, local chocolatiers were going out of business in mm. Italy uh, until they hit on the idea of using hazelnuts to make the chocolate stretch further. Oh. The classic age-old, let's make it stretch. Yeah. Add a little water to the ranch dressing, make it stretch out <laughs> a little bit. So in 1925, Pietro Ferrero perfected the so-called uh, pastone, which was a pastry mash uh, of chocolate and hazelnuts, which is the grandfather to what we know as Nutella today. Mm. And it was really, really good to eat with bread. People loved eating it with bread, which was his initial plan. Right. Uh, now, of course... Uh, more than just by workers, because it was immediately latched onto by children, as you can imagine. Yeah, because it's so freaking delicious. It is so <laughs> good. And really soon after that, children became Ferrero's target market. Mm. So not a modern day thing, not a modern day thing necessarily, advertising to children. Now things were cruising along for Ferrero uh, in the 20s, 30s, and then war came, specifically mm-hmm. World War II. 
And Pietro had to close his shop in, um, in Turin, and he took refuge in Alba, where he continued to work, and his still-too-hard chocolate mixture was very popular, but he still wasn't spreadable yet. Mm. It was still so kind what, of like a chocolate bar. did they have to, like, bar. melt it or something? I mean, or... it was more of like a chocolate bar. Okay. How did they originally put it on bread? I think it was enjoyed with bread. Oh. oh, oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, now, in the autumn of 1945 or early 1946, he found on the shelf a kind of forgotten jar of cocoa butter. And he added that into the, the Gianduia mixture and created pasta Gianduia, which was then packaged in the form of a small loaf. Wrapped it in tinfoil. Oh, foil. like butter almost? Yes, yes, yes. And cut it into slices and he sold it at really cheap prices. Hmm. This is why Nutella is actually sometimes called, this isn't just in a uh, thing in Italy. I'm sure there's recipes like this in the States. Britain definitely has cookbooks around this. Uh, an austerity recipe. Mm. And it stems from, you know, times of strife and things like that. You're you're putting things together you wouldn't normally be using right. to stretch recipes and make much more food on a much smaller budget. Yeah. And since the Second World War and rationing had left chocolate in such short supply in Italy, trying to stretch that chocolate supply was yeah. where the hazelnuts kind of came in. Mm-hmm. And the ingredients of those... Um, Little loaves. Uh, yeah. It's pretty much the same as what it is today. So it's sugar, hazelnuts, cocoa, and vegetable fats, which is where the palm oils come in today. Right. And in the stores, the, uh, the pasta gianduia cost four to five times less than traditional chocolate at the time. Oh, wow. So it was a really yeah. great way to it's enjoy good chocolate. to have yeah. a little, a little treat. Exactly. Delicious, delicious treat, too. Now, the next step came when it became spreadable. So unfortunately... Pietro Ferrero died uh, on March 2nd, 1949, mm. uh, but he was then replaced by his son, Michel. Okay. So he didn't get to see the uh, the jackpot the, he was hoping to hit necessarily. Innovations. Was, and... Yeah. I mean, he was he definitely was doing well for himself as a chocolatier in, in northern Italy. But this is where I think you're going to like the story because we, we love things like this on the podcast. So legend has it. <laughs> uh, that in the particularly hot summer of 1949, the Gianduia melted. And some retailers began to sell it as a spreadable cream. Mm. Another version of the legend is that the product melted in the warehouse in Alba, and they were forced to transfer it into jars at that point oh. in order to save the yeah save the, the product. Stock. Yeah, exactly. Now, since that moment, the Ferrero altered formula, making it softer and spreadable, and they actually rebranded it with a brand name called Super Crema. Mm. Super Cream. Yum. Which it still is. It still is. Super Wait, so how did they? Ad- so they just adjusted the recipes so that it was. It was more spreadable and stayed in that state. Yeah. So um, in 1962, so it was probably 10 years or so, 10 or 11 years or so, it was marketed and packaged as Super Crema. Mm-hmm. In 1962, Italy passed a law banning names with superlatives like Super or Ultra for consumer products. Oh, interesting. So they had to do something, they had to pick right. a new brand name. Uh, and Nutella was actually registered in October 1963, and it came from merging the English word nut for the hazelnuts mm-hmm. and the Italian positive-sounding suffix ella, ah. Nutella, which just sounds nicer than su- super crema. Super crema, yeah. That's a little Nutella. more, more feminine-sounding and, and pleasant. Yes. Now, on April 20th, 1964, the first jar of what we now know as Nutella came out of the Ferrero factory in, in Alba. 
And obviously the Ferrara recipe was an even bigger hit than the original Gianduja of Piedmont because 50 years after that first jar of Nutella was sold, so 2014, Nutella's inventor, who at the time was Michel, mm-hmm. Michel Ferrero, was ranked as the richest person in Italy. Oh my gosh. And the 30th richest person on the planet, according to Bloomberg Billionaires Index. Wow. Now, Michel Ferrero, unfortunately, he died in 2015 uh, and – or 2016. I can't remember which one. But the following year, after he yeah. was listed, uh, his widow, Maria Franca Fisola, became the world's richest Italian wow. with her wealth estimated at 20 billion euro. Oh, my gosh. From Nutella. Wow. And more. I mean, obviously, Ferrero is a, cho- a chocolate company. So Ferrero right, Rocher yeah, is they one sell of my stuff, personal favorites. I know. I do love those, too. Oh, they're so good. Um. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's really cool. I, I know, mean, from from like this little tiny, and not even in that long of a period of time, right? 19, 1920s, 1930s, 1940s to 60, 70 years later, becoming billionaires in their yeah. family. Crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Well, I don't think I've ever met anyone that doesn't like Nutella. No. I don't think unless I you're have like either. allergic unless, to yeah, nuts, yeah, or palm oil or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, which the palm oil is well, not very. Well, it's funny you should say that. Oh. Um, I'm going to get into that in a second. Oh, okay. So Ferrero International keeps on growing, and it's just it's, it's been one of those things that's unaffected by econ- economic crises like around the world. So it's like, like recession proof. <laughs> Nutella is, is recession proof. <laughs> I mean, you think I mean, about I it too. That. It was something that was made uh, and at one point was marketed as a way to like boost your spirits. Right. Back in, yeah. I think, the and it's pretty affordable, mid-20th really, century. A jar of Nutella. It is. Early it in is. quarantine, we were we, we had Nutella regularly we on our grocery to, list. We had to put a halt to the Nutella eating. We did, thing. yeah. The big like, giant jar and going through it way too quickly. Yeah. I guess that's all perspective, but. Right. Um, so Ferrero actually has, over, uh, has products in over 170 countries. There's not right. that many more than that countries on the planet, to be honest yeah. with you. So. And Nutella jars are now universally recognizable, but they're, you know, very little resemblance to what that first batch actually, actually was. Like, yeah. yeah. It was more of like, the way I imagined it, I only saw one picture of it, and it kind of looked like um, a chocolate version of cranberry sauce out of the can. Oh, interesting. It was like a log <laughs> shaped like the can that you would just like cut. I was like, I'm okay with that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, put it on warm bread. There you go. Spread it Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What are you doing after this? Uh, The amount of Nutella produced in a single year weighs as much as the Empire State Building. Whoa. Yeah. And the hazelnuts used to make the spread over a two-year period could fill a basket the size of the Colosseum in Rome. Whoa. It's a lot of hazelnuts. a lot of hazelnuts. So is that that area in Piedmont that had all the superfluous hazelnuts, Mm -hmm. uh, is that still... That's probably not still where they're growing their hazelnuts. Not all of them, no, because they're just not enough. Um, so they're they're cultivated in Italy and Turkey predominantly. Mm, uh, and the company also invests in the growing economies of countries like Georgia, Chile, South Africa, and Australia. Okay. As far as up-and-coming producers of the hazelnut itself. Okay. what I found in there. Now, you mentioned this a second ago, but uh, Nutella almost caused a diplomatic incident. So in 2015... The French ecology minister, Cégelaine Royale, said that the Italian spread was unsafe for the health of her citizens and for the good of the planet. And mm-hmm. she was quoted as saying on TV, we have to stop eating Nutella. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And Royal's Italian counterpart, 
so whoever that was in Italy, yeah. uh, responded by tweeting that she could leave Italian products alone and saying that he planned to have bread and Nutella for tea that night. Gosh. And the reasoning for it was actually, you know, it it was sound. I mean, right, it, was, yeah, it was, was valid during the Paris Climate Summit in 2015. Right. Uh, and it, there was a rising awareness of the environmental worries linked to palm oil production right. in the world. Yeah. Which I think still holds true, but I, this next bullet point was interesting to me because it says, like, in 2017, palm oil was recognized by the European Parliament as a sustainable product, which I don't keep up to date on palm oil news, right. believe it or not. Um, mm-hmm. But, so supposedly palm oil is less concerning. Um, with the, fo- the focus that was brought to it in 2015 has created, like, an industry of... Sustainably sourced. Aiming to be fully sustainably sourced. And what I read, they were aiming to be fully sustainable as an industry by 2020. I don't know if they are, since now it's 2021. Right. Now, how much do you love Nutella? I do love Nutella. Do you love it enough to name your firstborn child after it? Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) A French couple uh, love Nutella so much, they actually tried to name their child Nutella. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but their request was rejected in court. Um, Did they just go with, like, Ella or something? Yeah, judges said uh, that baby Nutella risked being mocked. So the parents settled for Ella, which is a beautiful name. That is. That's cute. That's better than... And you know what? You can call her whatever you want off of the the record. You know what I mean? Like, it's your child. Oh, our little Nutella. Our little Nutella. Uh, So, yeah, that is is the history of Nutella and how we got to how delicious it is today Mm, in all of our pantries. Um, I remember the first time I had it. Was it, like, 2001? It's like watching a toddler eat a cookie for the first time. I, my face probably just what was like, is what this? is this stuff? Yeah, I do. I remember having it in Europe, um, you know, just like in, yeah. in crepes and stuff. And well, actually, when I studied abroad in Italy, we were in, staying in this like farmhouse, like compound thing mm-hmm. in Italy. And we had a chef who would put out basically like continental breakfast. And they had the giant jar of Nutella. Whoa. And one night we all got into it and we mm. ate the entire jar. And then they just started um, buying multiple large jars of Nutella for us. So so they were, they were quite anymore. lovely. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I had two resources for this. So the local.it, which is a European website, and it's italyheritage.com. Nice. Um, there is a wealth of information out there about Nutella. This was a good one. Excellent. Yes. Now I'm good in the mood for hazelnut chocolate spread. Mm, yeah, with like sliced strawberries on it. Oh, my gosh. We have to go. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Uh, Please rate, review, and uh, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. It really helps us out a lot to know that you uh, you like what we're doing. And you can follow us on social media. Uh, Not social media, just Instagram. One social social media. We do one social media. Uh, Where did this come from? Pod. So that's at where did this come from? Underscore pod on Instagram and you can follow us for updates and notifications on new episodes absolutely well enjoy the week everybody we will see you next time for a full episode of the podcast Uh, but in the meantime stay healthy be well and we'll see you next week on where it's come from